Ready? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. You're making me nervous. All right, go. I'm just not going to look at you. Just let me say it. Like, let me do a lot of them. And then we can pick. Okay? Okay. Don't look at me. The trauma bond pod. This is your fault. The Trauma Bond Podcast with Chaz and Nicole. It's right. I'm, I literally now can it smell it. Yeah, but, na- but how see, much look, closer do I need to get but see, to? See now it? you're because now it's closer. Your waveforms are bigger. This is what I'm saying. You were having this issue before. Oh, because it's too far away. You wouldn't be able to hear you. I'm oh, trying well, to explain it to people you. People don't want to hear me anyways. Too. I'm just trying to explain it to you. <laughs> All right, I get it. We can start somewhere in here, I guess. It's gonna be weird without Nicole. You know, I've only done one of these without her. By yourself or with somebody else? Oh no, it was with my cousin. Yeah. She wasn't happy about it. Nicole wasn't. Why? She was, she was like, you kicked me off my own, my own podcast. And I was like, I didn't kick you off. You just weren't here. I had a special guest. Yeah. <laughs> like, you you weren't here. You weren't here for the guest. What do you want from me? But yeah, but you don't have it set up for three people. That's the other thing. So I, I used to have a three-person setup because we used to have people come here to do the podcast. Yeah. And I used to have a three-person setup, but it's a fucking, it's a pain in the ass. Well, plus you got to bring people here, and I'm, you don't want people in your house. I get well, that yeah, goes. and with COVID and all that stuff is why we stopped doing yeah. um, three people. But when I created this new setup, it didn't include three people. Only it's, two? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is, I mean, because the other way you do it is because you have people call in. Well, right? I don't have people call in. Well, yeah, like a Zoom. Like you had, what's her face? The um, Wolf of Wall Street lady. Yeah, that was she, on Zoom. She did it on Zoom? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, we do. If if we're going to have a guest, it'll be on Zoom. Um, I thought about moving this to my basement because, you know, I don't like people in my house. Your basement would probably be the better spot for it. The problem in the basement, though, is that it echoes a lot. Yeah, but if you did the same kind of similar thing where you padded the walls like this, you wouldn't have an issue. That yeah, but the floor is concrete. Lay carpet down. Yeah, I'm, that's that's a lot for a podcast that I do once a month. That's yeah, but not a, not like carpet, carpet like a throw rug. Yeah, just put like a throw rug down because the throw rug would be just fine. It would be a lot of yeah. It it would be a lot of stuff to move this to the basement, <clears> but <throat> you would also hear every fucking footstep. This is true. That's the other problem. This is very true. So well, this I mean, this is a it's a nice little room for it. Yeah, it is. It I mean, works just well. It, it fits. But yeah, so I did one without Nicole. She was not happy about it. But I don't even know if we released that episode. I haven't heard it. It was me and my cousin Brianna. I've listened to all your, like literally every one of your podcasts from the beginning till your last one that you guys did when you guys just got back, which I'm going to say the last one where Nicole was telling that story or whatever it is. And there was like no buildup. Yeah. I got bored as fuck. I tell her all the time that sometimes like I'd make the joke all the time about the 50 story. Oh, I heard it. Yeah. You guys should be lucky that no one had to hear that 50 story. No, it seems like it was a lot. It was draining it definitely seems like it was a lot like yeah. i was like me and aaron were listening to it i'm like we're like sitting there like okay where's the build-up yeah you thought there was gonna be some big reveal well dude most of your like literally like 99 percent of your podcast that we've listened to there's always like me and aaron we listen to a lot of them because we're yeah. always in the fucking car together so we listen to a majority of your podcast like when we're going out to the city or wherever we're going and there's always a build-up yeah always like something that's that, like there's like a hook 
and then the sinkers at the end that tells you what happened. But that hook carries you all the way till that point. And then that's those are the good ones. Just for some reason, that last one with her, I was like, man, yeah, like that's because that uh, that was a podcast led by Nicole. And so now we all know if Nicole leads a podcast, it's just I have to navigate it because I'd navigate her storytelling. Well, from here on out, you don't have Nicole lead the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's not it's not she, Nicole and Chaz. It's Chaz yeah, and Nicole. Well, she she's good at telling stories, but. I do have to navigate her stories, but usually it's because I know the story. Yeah. And I didn't have any idea of any of the stuff that she was telling me. Like, she just kept all that stuff from me for two weeks so that she could talk about it on the podcast. That was all kept for you for two weeks? Yeah, I think it was two weeks. It was a week or two weeks. It was just stuff that she was like, oh, I'm going to tell you, but I'd rather tell you on the podcast. And then so she wouldn't tell me. And then that was the other problem is that it was it was built up to me like it was going to be this big old thing. And then, and then when the story came out, I was you're like, this, this you could have just fucking shit. told me. Yeah. yeah, that ain't shit. <laughs> so, I, and that's how you felt about it. I totally get that. Again, I'm not far. I'm too far away, huh? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, this thing needs to, like, stay in your face. I, I, I could smell it. I could smell yeah. it. Yeah. Well, but you, had, you were, like, leaning back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's going to be here later. She will cut you. <laughs> I just, I'm not afraid of her ass. I'm just, I'll, I'll let you deal with her, okay? No. You, you seem to handle that pretty well. I don't have to, yeah. do, do have to say shit. So but what, yeah, is, what is the topic? Just, what are we going to talk about? Oh, I don't know. what. So normally, you know, we talk about. Uh, we talk a lot about like past relationship things yeah between me and nicole as to like how we ended up in the place that we're in <laughs> okay or our relationship specifically things and yeah. then things kind of how things tie into that but me and you i don't know we've known each other since seventh grade so I mean, we, we got, a, can, ton we of got a lot of stories yeah well, i would we, say our our biggest trauma bonding story though is when we got pulled out of a car on what road was that that was army trail was it? That was Army Trail. So I remember I turned down a side road and they followed me over there. That was Army Trail. Yeah, that that shit was insane. Yeah, well, we did a lot of dumb shit as kids, man. I mean, we weren't even kids because I had the Suzuki at that point. So that the means I was co- nineteen. The, the, what was it? Car the uh, Reno. Reno. That's yeah, what it was. the orange yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why you ever took? I love that car. I know you did, but yeah. that thing was. <laughs> it was fun. Well, for what it was, I guess yeah. at the time. But you got a lot, lot nicer now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was 19, so <laughs> <laughs> I would have hoped you would have grown up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but that was a brand new car at 19, so it wasn't. I wasn't doing too bad. Well, I think at 19, I don't know what kind of car I had at 19. Probably Mustang. I had that. I had the Mustang. I had three of them. So I had the Mustang at 17, the Mustang at 18, and at 20. Yeah. Because when I was 15, I bought that Supra. I rebuilt the Supra. Oh, yeah. And the older Supra. And then after that, I sold that and I bought the RX-7. Yep. And I went from the RX-7 to the Mustangs. And then I had I had a bunch of cars in between, the Navigator, Expedition, the Escalade. I forgot about the Expedition. The white one? Yeah. I, we had, I remember I had the white one and yep. then Joey had the black one. Yep. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> my license plate said high maintenance. <laughs> I remember because it was my boss old yeah. car. Yeah, dude, that thing was. I, we used to play bumper cars. I, 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 so back in the, back in the day, we used to use the black one and the white one as bumper cars, or we would drive like we would take out people's mailboxes or drive yeah. through like shit. And uh, who's Tola Mary to Nick? Uh, yeah. So I meant to tell you this before we started. You can't use full names, dude. Like. But, Depending on the story, but still at the same time, like yeah, just first names. I, yeah, I get you that. You just said first and last. Are we recording? Yes. Oh, I didn't know we were recording. Yeah, that's it's been recording. That's why you can see the waves up there. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I yeah. Anyways, so so just yeah, Jen, yeah, just keep that Jen's in mind. Boyfriend, well, now wife Nick had a uh, 
What the hell was it? Bronco. He had a Bronco. Oh, yeah? And we used to... <laughs> he, he, the top the OJ took, Bronco. The OJ Bronco. Yeah. Like the two-door where you could take <laughs> yeah. the, the, the back of the thing off. Yep. And in the wintertime, we used to drive around that thing and run over people's mailboxes and shit. It was nice. bad. Pretty sure that's a felony, so... Nah. Yeah. If you get caught... <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, talking about it on the podcast. Well, if, I don't care. That was We're talking like 20 <laughs> years know. ago, dude. I'm joking. Like, seriously, that's how old yeah, we you are. I have no idea whose mailbox it was at this point, and those people no, I know probably exactly don't whose mailbox it was. I'm just saying people probably don't live there anymore. <laughs> well, no, they don't, but it was a lot of fun. Like, we we, we did enjoy ourselves as uh, as younger generation. That's for, that's for damn sure. Well, we got into a lot of trouble. A lot. Yeah. A lot I mean, with the police. Well, Carroll Street police were a bunch of fucked hearts. Still are, probably. I never got away with anything. No, nothing. I think I think I, that was. The, I got in trouble for curfew once at the Seven Eleven because it was across the street from the police station. But I lived in the those Lake Haven apartments. Yeah. So I used to walk over to that Seven Eleven all the oh, time, and it was like ten thirty or eleven at night, and I went to go get like some snacks, and I got some stupid cop was like, "Oh, you're out past curfew." Past I was like, curfew? "Fuck off!" To walk to a Seven Eleven, yeah. like man, I'm just trying to get a bag of chips, man. Yeah. <laughs> you messing with me? No, I never like. I think the majority of the time with Carol Stream, it was like stupid stuff. Like, I remember I was dating this girl Nikki one time, and uh, I had like a un, an unknown warrant. For, yeah. Remember that Italian girl that I was dating back uh-huh. in the day, right? So I had like an unknown warrant. I had no idea. This happened to me like a few times with Carol Stream, where I had no idea that I had like a like a bench warrant. Yeah. Because they never sent you something to your house to let nope. you know that you had court. They just expected you to know, or it was on the ticket. Well. At the time, they would take your driver's license away. Remember, you, yep. you, they would give you, you a to ticket. Surrender it. You had to surrender your driver's yeah. license and drive around with this ticket. So we would drive around with the ticket, and like I remember, like I, we, I was with her, and we were we were leaving her her grandmother's house. I got pulled over for a no turn signal. So I pull over. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like this is like the dumbest thing ever. Yep. They ripped me out of the car. Yeah, that like, sounds about right. Four, four, four cops put me on the ground, like knee in my back and everything. This poor girl's crying on the side of the street. I'm like, what is going on? The guy's like, oh, you got a bench warrant. I'm like a bench warrant. Yeah, for murder? Like, why are you manhandling me out of this I'm like, what damn did I, car? What did I do? He's like, oh, you didn't pay a ticket. I'm like, I didn't pay a speeding ticket, so you guys are going to literally, like, rip me out of the car like yeah. I'm a convict for that? Like, they every every chance. And I remember, like, the worst, the specific one that was, like, the worst is uh, it was Christmas Eve, and it was, like, 2000. Wow, we're going back a long time. So yeah. probably, like, 2000, <laughs> 2006 or seven. 2006. Okay. I remember Arthur. Yep. So I was with Arthur, and he had a, at the time, it was like a 1970-something, like, pickup truck. I think it was a Ford. And it had lap seatbelts. It didn't uh-huh. have, like, the seatbelts that go over, yep. right? So we were we were, we were were leaving my parents' house. We were actually going out to meet up with some, like, people that night. So we had, like, I mean, we're in this little two-door pickup truck, right? So we had underneath the seat, and we, we had booze. You're hitting like, this table a lot, just an FYI. We had booze, and we had, like, uh, like bud and stuff like that in the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so... You know where that? Well, uh, I, so at that time you would have been nineteen. Yeah, something twenty like maybe. maybe what, depending six. on what time of the year. it so was. So we graduated in 05. I was yeah. eight, I was eighteen, and then so yeah, nineteen. Yeah, depending on like what that. time of the year it was, you could have been turning it was, twenty, but still, no, not was, twenty-one though. Six. I was nineteen. I was yeah, nineteen. Okay. I yeah, I was nineteen. I just turned nineteen. Yeah. And uh, because it was it was December of that year. Oh, so yeah, you had just yeah, barely it was Christmas turned, Eve, yeah. dude. Oh, right, it was Christmas yeah, Eve, okay. so I was like, I was fresh nineteen. Yep. So we were leaving. Leaving my parents' house, we get to County Farm and Lies Road. You know that church that's right there? That yep. Whatever it is, changed like names like 15 yeah, times. Yeah, I don't know what it is now. But yeah, it's, yeah, well, now it's, a, now it's like an Indian church that's over there. Um, but anyway, so we're, we're sitting there, and the cop was in that parking lot. It was foggy. Do you remember like a foggy Christmas Eve like years ago? No, I didn't live in Illinois in 2006. I was already in oh, yeah, you the were Air gone. Force. Yeah. Damn, that's true. 
Um, it was the weird. It was weird. It was like fifty degrees, foggy Christmas Eve. Oh. And like the lady pulled us over. She followed us out of there. Followed me all the way to the the gas station that's right there on uh, County Farm and Army Trail. That BP. Oh, yep. Right. So we're in his pickup truck. She pulls us over in the parking lot at the at the at the gas station. And I'm like, what? What is going on? Like, why yeah. is she pulling us over? We didn't do anything. Like turn signal on we had like seatbelts on you couldn't see the seatbelts because they're lap belts but we had seatbelts on yeah. we were like abiding by the law um so we get there and she tells us she's pulling us over for no seatbelts and i look at her i'm like i got i'm like looking down at my lap i'm like really yeah <laughs> I'm like i got a seatbelt down right here she's like oh it's got a you know to to stay in accordance with the law you have to have a uh a seatbelt like that goes over body. your shoulder and i, I explained know. to her i'm like well first of all like look at the license plate yeah i'm like it's an antique i'm like second of all this thing has got let seatbelts like we have seatbelts on, you yeah. know. So she's she's like whatever, blah blah blah. So she's talking. And for the record, this thing doesn't have airbags either. There was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> this thing was like bare bones. Yeah, like if we would have got hit, yeah, you would have been toast. Yeah. Um. So she's she's like talking to us for a few minutes, and all of a sudden, like three squad cars pull up. Three squad cars. Well, Carol Stream at a minimum two squad cars for everything. Dude, it was like eight thirty at night. Yeah, it, and there's it could be eight thirty in the morning, and they're still doubling up on you in every single. It traffic made no stop. sense. Like four squad cars behind us for like no like no apparent reason. Anyway, so all these squad cars are there, and she's like, you know what? She like walks up to Arthur and walks up to me. She's like, listen, I'm just gonna write you guys a seatbelt ticket that you guys got to get these these seatbelts fixed. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Write the, write the ticket. Like, yeah. it's, we wanted to go out and have a good time. Um. So she comes over to my side of the car. She's like, hey, can you do me a favor? She's like, I just need you to step out of the car so you can sign this. I'm like, why do I get to get the car to sign yeah. a ticket? So she like walks back to the car and I look at I look at Arthur. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm something something's going on or I'm going yeah, somewhere. It's fucking weird that she's asking me to step yeah, out. Yeah, I'm like, nobody asked you to step yeah. out to sign a ticket. So they just I, hand it to you through the window. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Right. So I open the door, I get out of the car, and like within like seconds, they like rush me again and yep. throw me against this car. And I'm like against the car. And to make matters worse, right there getting gas at like the pump that's adjacent to where I'm getting arrested. Uh-huh. It's my dad's neighbor. Oh, no. And the guy's sitting there with his hands like this. And he already hates me. The guy thinks I'm like the worst <laughs> kid in the world because yeah. me and my brother got in so much trouble. And he's sitting there watching me get arrested. And I'm like, dude, this can't be real. So I ended up getting, I ended up spending Christmas Eve yeah, all the way until Tuesday morning. I was there for 96 hours. Damn. At DuPage County. First, they brought me to Carroll Stream, right? And they put you in the little holding cell. Yep. And then they told me that they were going to transport me there because I had a warrant for my arrest for, again, for not paying a ticket. And I'm like, dude, I don't, whatever. I was young. I didn't, I just, I guess I either didn't give a shit yeah. or I just didn't really pay attention to it. Um, but I spent, I spent Christmas Eve, Christmas Day in jail Jeez. at DuPage County for a <clears throat> stupid uh, failure to pay ticket. That's so fucking stupid. I said, so if, if, if you've ever been to, any of the jails, right? You know, there's like a holding cell yep. where they have like a little payphone that you could talk to somebody, and then they put you in like a big holding cell with everybody else, yep. uh, whatever. In this holding cell, and I'm there for like a stupid like bench warrant. In the holding cell, like I'm watching like two o'clock in the morning, like drunk people coming in. There's like like people that have been fighting all night. One guy came in, his his whole face was like broken, like bleeding everywhere. Jeez. I got my shoelaces taken away from me by the police, and then these guys in the when in the cell when I was sitting there because they never put me in a cell, never put me in a pod. Yeah, I sat the entire time in this stupid holding cell with like 30 people. You got to pee where everybody can watch you. Yeah, like well, that's because you couldn't see a judge until Tuesday because it was a holiday. Correct. Yeah. So I sat there. Well, supposedly they said you could see a judge on Sunday morning. Sunday morning is like a bond judge that you're able oh, to get really? out. And for some reason, because it was the Christmas holiday, they told me that, you know, you're going to have to wait. Yep. I'm like, well, I have the money to get out. 
Like, I'll pay to get yeah. out right now. Unfortunately, you have to see the judge. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Literally. And you do it, like, on a virtual. So you sit in a room, yep. they got the camera, you talk to the judge, and blah, blah, blah. So I ended up, it, it like I said, it ended up being, like, 96 hours. Some guy took my shoes. Another guy was trying to take my jacket and shit like that. Yeah. It was just a weird situation, all that, for such a dumb, dumb ticket. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, we had a lot of, I think a majority of the stuff that we got in trouble with was either we were in a car somehow getting pulled over. Yeah. Or out at a party, getting into a fight, some, some something of that nature. Yeah, and again, fucking Carol Stream, Carol Stream's finest. When we when we got pulled over, and they made us all get out of the car, and they made me open the door from inside the car, but through the window, and like let myself out. And then as soon as I was out, they just threw me to the ground, guns pointed. And I was like, all of this is because one person stole a bottle of vodka. Yeah. Yeah, this seems very fucking excessive. For no, like they were like the guns drawn thing was kind of a like kind of like extra, very extra. Like, dude, you could have took out a flashlight and told me, "Hey, get your ass in the ground." I would have listened because we were young and dumb, and like we just we didn't know. And especially with that situation, like we had no idea that somebody took something. Yeah, that we we were were in the car. That we were a getaway car. (laughs) We had no idea until they got in the car and said, "Go, go, go!" Um, (laughs) Yeah, but that it all that all that that was a quick that that happened very quickly. They got there. Yes, very. It was very. I I didn't expect it to go as south as it went because, like I said, to our understanding, it was one person stole a bottle of liquor, yeah. and I like expected like a cop, maybe a cop and his partner to come up like, "Hey, do you guys know this person?" And then like just like some questions, maybe a ticket. Like it's no. not it's not a criminal offense to the way that they acted. Like we robbed this fucking store. They they took it as we like seemed like we put like a gun to this dude's head. That's for what a it felt like. Of booze. Yes. Like a bottle of booze, dude. Yeah. Like you, you called the cavalry in for a bottle of booze. But that's it, how I mean, Carol Stream was always like that. But it was the cavalry too, because there was like six, eight, six was or like eight, eight squads. to ten. Yeah, they were was all, a lot. They were all. They shut down the road. I remember I know, that. Like you yes. couldn't. Fifty nine going down to Army Trail was shut down, and then just past where that liquor store was, like when you're coming down that hill over there, yep. all that area was shut down too. Like they made it like a murder scene. That's what I'm saying. It was insane. <laughs> a bottle of booze, man. Like if, you, if 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 the bottle of booze is that, it like that means that much to you. We'll give it back. And it wasn't even like an expensive one either. It was just a regular off the shelf bottle of booze i think it was a bottle of skull vodka yeah i think so it was a plastic bottle yes like a big like it was a big it was like, yeah it was like the handle one or it whatever. was a big bottle yeah. but it was a, it was definitely a plastic bottle yeah it was very excessive uh, and then they impounded my fucking car yeah and i'm like i was like i can move over to the side of like no we're gonna have to oh, they impound. Took it. and i was like you guys are fucking pieces of shit that, that town anything anything for money that's yeah. like i I, I like even now like when I go there because my dad still lives there like even now like I hate going there I hate it so much and it's like I'm dude I'm I'm gonna be 36 years old yeah and when I drive through that town I see like a Carol Stream cop like around me uh-huh. I still go out of my way to avoid them yes and not because I'm afraid of them it's because I know if they know who I am yep. I'm gonna get pulled over for something stupid because Very that stupid. town hated us yeah the high school kicked me and my brother out because yeah. they hated us. And they pretty much told us, never come back. Here's your diplomas. Like, earlier than everybody. Like, get away from us. Poor and, Judy. She had, because we have similar last names, she got all of us. Yeah. She got you and your brother, me, my brother, and my cousin. She had Rob. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah had, and Rob. She had Dave. And Dave yo. <laughs> all of us were, like, right in a row as far as, like, last names. So, like, yeah. it, that was our, she was the uh, the main lady to deal with the poor Judy, though. She passed away a long time ago. I know. That school is... You know, I the, the one guy I hated in that school the most was was the uh, the principal Dirk or whatever. What was his name? No, no, no. Um, 
Yeah. Oh my god, I, he was a prick. So me, me, and my brother, my mom, my mom, my sister used to go to Lifetime Fitness all the time, uh-huh. and so did this guy. And he used to show up at Lifetime Fitness, and he would like. My mom was a very, you know, she was a very beautiful woman. Yeah. And my, my sister would look like my mom, so she's pretty too. And they, the guy would like flirt with them like all the time. Yeah, knowing who they were. Yeah. Well, Joey had Joey happened to be there one time and I, I remember him saying something like to my mom. My mom told my brother right away and Joey almost got in a fight with this guy in the parking I lot of Lifetime it. Fitness. Yeah. Like the guy hated us, dude. No, no, yeah. he just he was a he was a dick for no reason, but he got I think he got fired from there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody made he was on a website, like a dating website. Oh, nice. And I'm do you do you remember that? Somebody made like a bunch of like like uh, copies of his dating website page. Yes, I and do. Yeah, they, it was a girl who did it. <laughs> yeah, and she put she like taped them to like every single locker. I do remember in that. the entire school. Yeah, like literally. That's like what, I mean, at least it wasn't just us that hated this prick, dude. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody hated him. I, I, we that guy. Anytime he had a chance to like make our lives a living hell, I believe he he went out of his way to do that. Yeah, because he knew who. Because I mean, the first of all, the pair pros loved us. Yep, they were cool with us. They, I remember when we when we were younger, like they were a bunch of Italian ladies. Yep, so <laughs> they'd see me roaming the halls and then they knew care. exactly right. Yeah. So like, I remember they used to they used to we used to go out like and try to get like a, have like a coffee or like get out of the school for a uh-huh. few minutes or like step out for a cigarette. They used to watch the doors for us so we could have a cigarette like and let us <laughs> back in. They were they were super cool. I I mean it it was we were bad though. Like we deserved half the shit we got. Like I'm not even for lying. sure. Like, yeah. We just had bad, like, at least our karma caught up with this, like, then. Yeah. And not now. Yeah. <laughs> because everything that we did back in high school, like, right away hit us, like, instantly for yep. what, whatever we did. So nothing really was, I don't know. We, it was, but it, it was fun, dude. I, I miss, I miss those times. Like, I miss, like, the, all the good times that we had as kids, like, leaving high school to go to Conrad's house. I was just telling Nicole about that the other day because I was like, I used to leave at lunch period and just go to Conrad's house. <laughs> His mom would make us like cheese yeah. sandwiches and shit. Remember that? Yep. Like we, oh, Mamushka, she was oh the my best. Oh God, dude. yeah, yeah. Mamush. We would. I remember we would sit there like, but she never yelled at us for anything. No, never. She didn't care that we were there. Mm-mm. Like never. She was would, happy to have us, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she, as soon as you get to the house, she's like, "Are you hungry?" Always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Before f- you even get to the door, she's already like, "What do you want to eat? Sit dude, down, eat." Me and Conrad, okay. me and Conrad were fat asses, <laughs> yeah. so of course at the time we're like, "Hell yeah, give us all the food that you can bring." Yeah. So we that's I remember being there all the time, eating so much, and she just never cared. I think like the funniest thing that ever happened was that uh, that kid when I parked at the church parking lot. Uh huh. The car next to me was Mike's, and memory got lit on fire. Yeah, someone said it was a bomb. He did. Yeah. So it all happened from the day before. So he was in the parking lot doing something stupid. Like he was like, like uh, doing a burnout. I forget and what he was doing. For people who don't know, he is Middle Eastern. Yes, he definitely Middle Eastern. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but he he was. I mean, he wasn't like a bad kid. He just like he was kind of like kept to himself. But he just you could tell like he was kind of reckless. Yeah. And I remember him and Mike got into a fight in the parking lot because Mike was walking the parking lot flew through and like almost took Mike out. Yeah. So Mike got pissed and he like, of course, you know how Mike was, he just kind of said what he said and didn't care and kind yep. of lit the kid up. The very next day we're in, we're, we're in, in school and I'm, I'm about to walk out cause I had a uh, late arrival yep. and I didn't get to school till like 10 30 and I, they gave me early dismissal. So I, I was, have both too, because I had uh I had late arrival and then I was supposed to leave early to go to like work or something. It did you ever go to TCD? Co-op. I did go to TCD. Yeah. I remember, like we, I, I remember, like, cause they, they always wanted me to take the bus, and I never would take the bus. Yeah. I said hell no. So I would drive myself there, and like the school bus would be driving everybody to TCD, and I'd be driving my own car, and they would yeah. get so mad. But I'm like, 
if you guys want me out of here, yeah, here's your here's here's how I'm gonna do it. Like yep. I'm, I always told them how I was gonna do it. Like I think that's why they hated us because we just did whatever we wanted, anyways. Yep. But I remember Mike's car that day uh, when we had Nextels. Remember uh-huh. the old yeah, and we used to chirp each other all day <laughs> oh, for man. no damn reason. I remember being at the door to exit there to walk across the street to go to that uh, that parking lot where Mike's car was, and I uh-huh. see like smoke. And all of a sudden, like, flames everywhere. Mike's car blew up in the parking lot because this kid took a, I believe it was like a a, a, a gasoline-soaked towel and stuffed it in the gas tank. Jeez. Lit it. <laughs> and then it blew up. It was a grand am. Yeah. And I remember, Mike, like, parts of Mike's car were, like, everywhere. All over my car, all over everybody else's cars next to us. We're, like, two-waying Mike telling him, like, hey, you might want to come outside. Your car's <laughs> yeah. on fire. Mike never listened, so eventually he came outside and his car was gone. Yeah. It was literally gone. Like, they towed it out already and it was all busted up. And I remember the spot where his car was. It was, like, right next to mine. And I had, like, pieces of his, like, his hood on top of my car yeah. and everything. It was just, like... I don't think that kind of stuff ever happens anymore because they they kind of knock these kids down pretty quick. Yeah. But they used, I mean, we used to be, we were bad. We definitely got into some shit, and I, like you said, I think that we got what we deserved in most instances. Yeah, we deserved but, what we we yeah. deserve everything that we got, hundred <laughs> percent. I remember in like seventh and eighth grade, me and Fabi used to get McDonald's brought to us if we could make a whole week without getting detention. I never got any of that. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> they hate it. Like, <clears throat> I mean, from seventh grade through senior year of high school, like it was just. <laughs> it was mayhem. Like, legit. But we had a good group. Like, we really did. Yeah. We had a big group of friends, and everybody was, like, super close. And I remember, like, even, like, I, like yeah. I mean, from, we're like, still friends today. I know. Well, I know. But yeah. I, what I'm saying is, like, we, I, I remember, like, I don't remember a time that, like, during the week or on the weekends that none of us were together. Like, if it wasn't yes. all of us, at least some of some us. Some of us were, like, a small group or something. We would yeah. always, like, hang out. Like, always yeah. go do something, and there was always people around, or we were always at somebody's house, or, like, it was always something. It was it was, a, it was nice. Now it sucks. Obviously, everybody moves from different states right. and stuff like that, and everybody's busy. Everybody's and I get kids that. and all that shit. Yeah, well, that's yeah. their problem. Not mine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just those, I guess, what do you call them, the golden years? Those, yeah. are, those are your golden years, yeah. right? Now you get old and everything costs money and everything that you do, yes. you kind of think twice before doing because you realize how expensive it is to yep. to deal with the repercussions of it. So I try to stay out of trouble as much as I can. I mean, you know, we almost got a teacher fired. So <laughs> she that was at J stream. Oh, yeah. That was seventh grade, eighth grade. Do you that was that pod we had? Oh, yeah, that was that was their biggest mistake. I don't know why they did that. I think that was right, like right when we all became friends, but we were all in the same in the pod. same pod. And yeah, I think there was like five classes in there, and we just rotated. And then in between classes, we would just hang out in the pod. What was that teacher's? Can we say the teacher's name? No, okay, so Miss G was yes. her name. Her husband was a wrestling coach, yep, and they got married. I remember during, during the time that we were in school, and that was. I'll admit, because it was my fault, she went crazy that day. Oh, she had went nuts. She locked everybody out of the classroom. She threw yeah. everybody out. She was, like, flipping out. And yeah. I, I forget what I did that, like, got her going. I don't remember what happened, but she was not happy. <laughs> she was not happy at all. I, and I also remember um, Richard. Do you remember Richard yep. M.? He threw the desk at that girl in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like a chair. Yeah. Like a, a whole, whole desk. desk. Yeah. Threw it at this girl in the classroom. They didn't, but that back then, they didn't lock the school down or stuff like no. that. Everybody kept doing what they were doing. They just closed that classroom. And I remember the police showed up and like they took Richard home that day and he was back the next day like yep. nothing ever happened. Yep. But he was throwing like it. 
J-Stream was they that they were the that was the dumbest idea for them to allow us to be there from fifth and sixth, and, and then, then say you know what guys it. yeah we're gonna keep you here for seventh and eighth. Like, yep, stupid. Listen, we destroyed half your school in fifth and sixth. Now <laughs> yeah. you think that we're not gonna finish it off in seventh and eighth? <laughs> yep. They were they were dumb. We were the first graduating class of, of, I don't know. of eighth grade in yeah. that school because everyone else went to Stratford, where everybody wanted to go. Yeah, I. I don't know. I'm glad I didn't go to Stratford. I'm was, glad I didn't go to Stratford either. Yeah, Jay, Jay ended up being okay. Like they were, they were pretty cool out there. But Glenbard, I hated. I seriously, yeah. I, I, I never hated a school so much in my entire life than that school. Did I, you have um, learning strategies? I know me and Fabi did. Um, I don't. It was because we kept getting in trouble, and they're like, "You guys clearly just don't have the ability to learn." And so they put us in a class to teach us how to learn properly. <laughs> yeah, but that was for more like BD kids, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you guys weren't BD. Well, you were behavioral kind disorder of, for a sure. a little bit, yeah. But we weren't like, you guys weren't dumb. Like some yeah. of the kids in that class were, they just didn't get it. But yeah. you guys were just. We just didn't care. Just that didn't was care. the difference. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was it was bad. No, I didn't have I didn't have a class like that. I think majority, freshman and sophomore year, I spent majority of my time in school. Yeah. When I learned that at the age of 17 years old that you could call yourself in because to the state of Illinois at 17 you were an adult. Yep. You still couldn't buy like cigarettes and whatnot, but at yeah. 17 you were an adult. I remember me and me and Mike, uh, Italian Mike, yep. with the vet, we we <laughs> soft, or was it junior year? Yeah, junior year. We would call ourselves in for like a week at a time. Yeah. <laughs> a li- literally a week at a time. We just say, ah, we're not coming in. We would just go to his house, wash our cars, yeah. like go cruise around everywhere. And it was, dude, it was. I, I I enjoyed it, but that's probably why the school hated us so much because we just yeah. I mean, I was in learning strategies, but also AP science and math. <laughs> you were like a genius, seriously. Like, you you were a genius, but you just didn't take no shit from nobody. But then there were the other classes I just didn't fucking care about, and like English was one of them, social studies was one of them. Yeah, and so that's how I ended up, and I was always in trouble. So that's how I ended up in that stupid class. I, Joey was in that class. I know that. Yeah. My brother was in a lot of BD classes because yeah. he was just a, he was an ass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he still is an asshole to this day, but he was an ass. Like now you just, you just learn to live with it because that's just a personality. Yep. But he was mean to everybody. I remember they locked down Glumbar North because he was punching, he punched through the, so you remember the doors that we had, those big steel doors? Yeah. Like when you would walk up and down the hallways, right? Uh-huh. They'd have big steel doors and like the windows were like, uh, like jail windows. They had like the metal in between yep. them. Joey got in a fight about like an argument with his girlfriend at the time. I think I don't know if she broke up to him or what it was, but he punched through the entire glass and metal. Jesus. And there was like blood like everywhere because he obviously cut his cut his yeah, damn obviously, hand up. Yeah. He left the building, dude. I remember they put like a search out for him. Like, the police were looking for him. The ambulances were like they were trying to find him. They thought he was gonna like bleed to death. I think he walked all the way to uh he walked all the way back home to to my dad's my mom's house and the Which, cops like from Glenbard is two and a half miles. Something like that. Yeah. So imagine two and a half miles of walking with blood, with blood just dripping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. He was. I, I, yeah, he was bad. He was. But I don't know. I, I miss. I miss those days in, in partial. You know. For I do. sure. Yeah. But I'm a lot happier that we're in the spots we are now. Yeah. That's, when people talk about like how they don't miss high school and they're like high school sucked and middle school sucked, I'm like I had a great time in high school and middle school. <laughs> so I don't we know. A, well, dude, we all met in middle school and all of yeah. our personalities like clicked like instantaneously. So all of us were like immediate friends. Yep. And then literally going to like jumping from friend's house to friend's house and like even everybody's parents like loved just having everybody over at the yep. time and like 
nobody ever I, I i don't remember a time where any parent was like when we were young was like no you guys can't have people over exactly like we were always at somebody's house yep. conrad's house we spent a lot of time at my, my parents house i know that because yep. they had my parents got a pretty big backyard in a basement and stuff like that so we spent a lot of time there um but we went to conrad's house a lot like immediately after school because his house was literally in the backyard of the school. It just made sense. I think so a lot of us would start. Yeah. We would park there. Yep. <laughs> We'd park in the driveway, even though we had like assigned spots in the school and yeah. stuff like that. Because we knew that's where we we're gonna hang out at after school anyway, so it didn't make any sense. Right not away. To. Everybody yeah. went there right away. Yep. It was it was that was the spot. It's because Conrad's mom was like the sweetest lady ever. Uh, she welcomes anybody and everybody. I mean, she's still the sweetest lady ever, yeah. but she was. She was like the sweetest lady ever. No matter like she would never be mad at anybody. Yeah. And always tell you she loved you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, hello. Good to see you. Like yeah. every time I was like, dude, how do you not like this lady? Like whatever. Yeah. What do you need me to do, man? Like I'll do whatever you want uh, yeah. me to do. Anything and everything. Yeah. Whatever. As long as you keep making those cheese sandwiches, I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and uh, they had a basement too. It was before obviously Conrad made all those renovations to the basement. We used to hang out down there all the time. Too. A lot. Yeah. Quite a bit. I don't know. Was it? It was partially finished though at the time, wasn't it? I think it, yeah. It, it was carpeted. Like that bathroom was done. It was a little bit of carpet and then like that main common area. Have you I Have think, you seen it now? Uh, the last time I saw it was um, like five years ago. Like the theater was down yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So the you saw like he's got the wet bar stuff. and yeah. the theater and stuff like yep. that. He redid that whole entire house. I for know. Them. Yeah. It's he did it's a hell nice. of a job. Yeah. The basement's sick. Very nice. It is. It is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I always enjoyed hanging out there. But now I mean, the house that he's building now, I can't wait to see that when it's when it's finally done. Yeah. I mean, same. The guy's got first of all, he's got too much money. I mean, he's been selling <laughs> cars since he was sixteen or seventeen. I think it's younger than that. Yeah, I, I think he started because it all started with the. Um, I, w- I want to say it was with the Trans Am. When he sold the Trans Am, he bought the Mustang. He sold the Mustang, and then it started from there. Yeah, I mean, this man was flipping cars left and right, <laughs> yeah. and people. But he was like, it, it was like a car dealership, like at his house. He didn't I remember, even need a yeah, dealership. He would have several cars yeah. in the driveway. I mean, now he's got a dealership. Yeah. He's got his own place, warehouse, and everything yeah. where he keeps his vehicles. But yeah, he was, he did, he did damn well. I know. Then but I'm, I'm going to blame he him because he got us into a lot of trouble doing he car stuff. did get us into a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. We all got each other into a lot of troubles. Oh. Well, yeah. But Conrad's problem was he just – Conrad didn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. I about mean, no you police. call it the Polish in him. I don't know. but Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> didn't care. He just did whatever he wanted to do, which was awesome. But I just – yeah. It was, it was good times, man. That's but he's he's the reason I got in a lot of trouble because of the cars I used to buy the Mustangs and stuff like that. That's yeah. how I lost my license for three years because messing around, driving around like a reckless idiot with Conrad and all them. And <laughs> yeah. that's when I ran from the police on the highway. And yeah. that was a I don't know. And if we that's, used to go to those car meets every weekend at um what mall was that? Woodfield. Woodfield. Yeah, we used to go to the streets. Yeah, yeah, that was. But it was fun, dude. It was fun. It was it was a lot of fun because everybody just walk around. Everybody like loved everybody. Now you can't go anywhere without there being no. like an issue with something. It's and it's so crazy because we would literally just do laps at the mall. Like you're just everybody just cruises by and that's yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a very like old school kind of like car show. Everybody yeah. just drive yeah. through, rev a little bit. Yep. And you had the like the like the little Honda rice burners that were out there that would make a <laughs> bunch of shit noises and yeah. stuff like that. So it was fun. And then they did the same thing at uh, was it Scooby's? I don't think it was. Scooby. It was one of the hot dog places. It wasn't Scooby's. It was that place that's in Villa Park. It was off of. Uh, it's off North Avenue, like just before you hit eighty three. Yeah, I forget what the name. I don't remember. Strats. Where... That's it. Strats. It was, was Strats. close with the S. But that was like a nighttime thing. Like yes, you would, you would go was, there. Yeah. You go there at like nine or ten o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then I, I and then you would go like at, at like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night is when like the street racer guys would pull yep. in, and then you'd go watch these guys race right there on eighty three, which 
they don't do anymore because that area is well congested with cars and businesses now. But oh, at, the, at time, the time, dude, it was open road. There was nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing there. We're talking, what, almost 20 years ago. So, yeah, there was nothing yeah. there. So we used to rip down that street all the time. Street racing was a big deal back then. Oh, dude, it was huge. And there were so many places to do it. Yeah, it was a big it deal. It was very common. I, I remember me and Nico had like a thing against like my Mustang and his uh, Volkswagen. And we used to race like all, yeah. any chance we got. Is it a Golf, the GTI? It was a GTI. Yeah. Yeah, but it was the older one. Like, obviously, for the time, it was new, but it was like that boxy one that he yeah. had with like the weird shaped headlights and stuff. Yeah. But I remember <clears throat> he was like, he was like in love with that car, Nico. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, German. I just, I, I was know. all about American VAs through my whole, you know, I didn't never cared about that thing. But honestly, he got me twice. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was my bad driving or whatever it was at the time, but like, yeah, he, that thing was pretty decently quick for nice. what it was. But the little Mustang, two-valve, they didn't have a lot of power. Yeah. They sounded great, but the thing was a turd. It was a what, V6? No, it was a V8. It's a 4.6-liter, two-valve. What was was the GTI? 1.8-liter turbo. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 1.8 liter. I mean, we're talking, you know, (laughs) less than a two-liter bottle of pop. And this thing was boogieing. It was, but it was a light car. That was the only reason. But cars always have been like a big deal. I think with majority of our friends, it, it, it always something That's, that we that enjoyed. Was, yeah, that was something that we kind of all did together. Yeah, every. I wasn't time. like as into it, but you it weren't was still into. An I don't think you were into like the building, the like the building or do the modding of the vehicles. I think yeah. you were more just into the scene of like hanging out with the people that are around cars or going fast in general with everybody that was yep. there and stuff like that. It was. It was just. It was a different time, and everybody just got along and. Like I don't think I I I maybe saw one fight at that Strats place. Yeah, and that was because somebody didn't want to pay up the money that they lost. Yeah, which rightfully well, so I would have beat yeah. the shit out of them too. Same. Because it, I mean they were racing for like a couple hundred bucks. With you look at it now, you're like a couple hundred bucks is a waste of time to fight. Yeah, but back in the day, a couple hundred bucks. And these were also like 17, 18 year olds. Hell yeah! So, so a couple hundred yeah, dollars is a, a couple lot. hundred yeah. dollars. You know that was a that was like a weekend fun time right there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's the car scene brought a lot of us together, and I think it like, but. I mean, over over the years, what I love is that none of us none of us have lost contact. No, like literally, we don't talk as much as obviously. Like I think if I still lived in Illinois, mm-hmm. I feel like we would all still be very very close. But we're all like, you know, still pretty close. If there was ever anything to come up, we all know like we could call each other. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I mean. Everybody like yeah, everybody everybody kinda of moved apart from each other, but everybody still stayed together. Yeah. It definitely is. But I think the thing is that I <clears throat> excuse me, that if if you did live back home, like say you moved back home. Yeah. And you moved back to Chicago and we were all hanging out there and stuff like that, I think all of us would probably because me and you were like the glue. Yeah. Like we made we like forced everybody no to come together. No one else made plans. That Nobody. was the problem. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> made plans. But me and you always made plans to go out and do something and we would always include yep. everybody. So I think now with the way it is, I mean now Tony's got what two kids and he's married. You got yeah. Conrad's getting he's got his girl that probably getting married soon. Yeah, and they're also, you know, Bobby's got like Bobby's got like fourteen kids, three wives. Yeah. So everybody, Mike's got a kid. Mike's got a kid. Yeah. yeah with a wife. a wife. Yeah. 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 Can't forget that. Yep. So I mean, everybody's everybody kind of went off and did their own thing. But I do. I mean, I miss I miss a lot of the times that we had. But I'm thankful for a lot of times that we had because it helped yeah. us all grow into who we are today. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. And 100%. I'm glad that none of us did any like real jail time. <laughs> I think the most time I ever spent in jail was. When I when I got when I got in trouble in the city, I got locked up in twenty six in Cal, and they they did that to me to me on purpose because yeah, they were trying to teach you a lesson. Yeah, scrawny ass little white yeah. boy, they're gonna throw me in a fucking you know bad jail out there. Yeah, that was like that was like the worst one. That was there for, but it, that was only there for like a day. 
But um, when I did the fleeting and eluding, when I ran from the police uh-huh. on the highway, I was I was that was about a week's time. That was yeah. a very fun, and they but they it was cool because the the guy it was it started out with the state police chasing me, and then it was Bloomingdale chasing me, and then I tried to go into Kevin's neighborhood right across the street uh-huh. from the garbage dump, and. Um, there's a sheriff right there, yeah. and I ended up. The sheriff is the one who got me. Like as soon as I pulled into the like to the street, because I went like I flew in sideways, and he happened to be sitting there shooting radar. I'm like, oh fuck! So I'm like, you know, boom, got he got me. Yep. And I remember he like they pulled gun on me and everything. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, within like two seconds of him like pulling his gun out, it was like state police, Bloomingdale, like everybody was there like within an instant. Yeah. And uh, so the sheriff, because it was like uh, uh, unincorporated, uh-huh. so the sheriff told me he's like, you know, listen, I'll take care of it. He ain't going nowhere. The car's here. He's in the back of the car, blah, blah, blah. They let, you know, the, the state left. Uh, Bloomingdale left. So it was just me and the sheriff. And he's like, listen, he's like, I'll make you a deal. He goes, A, your car is way too low. He goes, so I don't want to put it on a tow truck. He's like, so if you can get somebody here in the next 10 minutes to drive it to off. drive it off of here, he goes, 10 minutes is all you got. So he's like, get somebody here in 10 minutes. I could drive this car. He's like, and I'll let them take it home so you don't lose your car. I was like, cool. So yeah. I called my brother. Joey don't know how to drive stick. Yeah. Like not a damn clue. <laughs> he may say he bit. does. Yeah. But even to this day, dude, even like now we drive truck like semis. Yeah. Like he's still like he's like he's the find him grind him guy. He's like, <laughs> like, you know, he just couldn't yeah. drive. So I remember the my brother shows up, my sister brought him there, my brother shows up and um he gets in the car, he starts the car, and that thing was long tube headers, full exhaust. It oh, was yeah. it was loud. I remember yeah. that thing was loud as shit. Like honestly obnoxiously too loud for for, <laughs> for even what it was. And um didn't know how to drive stick. The cop even asked me. He's like, "Hey, he's like, does he know how to drive it?" I'm like, "No, but I'm bra- I'm like, I'd rather pay for a transmission and yeah. a clutch than you guys take my car and I'll never get it back." Yeah. Sure as shit, Joey starts the car, dumps the clutch, does a burnout in front of the sheriff. The sheriff starts <laughs> dying laughing. Joey pulls out of the parking lot, blows the stop sign because he doesn't know how to stop the car. And the cops like, the cops like, all right, he just he's like, it. Yeah. he just looked at me. He's like, he's like, that's your brother. I'm like, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, cool. So the, he left. But then I, like I your said, your sister can drive stick though. No. Which sister? Neither, Neither of them. Neither. The only ones that, that the only one in my family that could drive manual is my is my dad because yeah. he had he had that six speed Corvette. I remember it. Yeah, I remember that yeah. thing too. <laughs> and he was the only other person that could drive manual besides me. Like that oh. was it. So he was the only person I let drive my car. But That's I wasn't going to call my dad to let him well, know that I just got no, no yeah, fucking no. a wild police. I just chase. thought that your sister could drive stick for whatever reason. No, no, she 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 definitely couldn't. She she I think she tried a few times, but it just never clicked. You like, know. you know, like, I don't, I, I never understand, like, even nowadays, like, these people don't know how to drive manual. It drives me nuts. It's not that nuts. fucking hard. I would much rather drive a manual car all day long yeah. than drive an automatic. It's Especially, fun. you know, it is. It, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. So you get stuck in traffic and it's less fun, but still. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I agree with that. It, it was, but I had manual cars all the way up until, shit, like, four years ago? Yeah. Three years ago, because I bought yeah, that. Yeah, because you still had the... Um, I had that ST. Yeah, I bought which was well, I don't know why I bought that thing. It was I, fun. Though. You know, I loved that car. It was it was a lot of fun, but it yeah. was such like an immature like. Oh, for sure. Like you were little, too old to have. it. I was way too old yeah. to have that thing. And but, that thing was like slammed to the dude, ground. <laughs> but nobody. But I mean, when that car came out, when that body style came out in fifteen, it was like thirty plus thousand dollars. So you yeah. weren't finding like there wasn't kids like in their 18, 19, 20 years old sure. that were able to afford that thing. So yeah. you were like a you know, a younger middle-aged guy that was able to afford it. Paid like 33 grand for a focus, like an idiot. Yeah. I should have never paid that much money for it because it was an ST. And I went to the dealership that day and I was going to buy a Ford Explorer, a brand uh-huh. new Ford Explorer. That's what I wanted. 
And the guy's like, okay, well, we just got it. They're going to do like a, the PMI or whatever it's called, where they're going to like wash it, take away all the plastic. Oh, it was a sure. brand new car. Yeah. He's like, well, we just got this Focus ST in the parking lot. He's like, why don't you go test drive that while, or go drive that while you're waiting for your car to get done so you could take a look at the one you're yep. going to buy. So I was like, all right, cool. He puts me in his car. Still had like plastic on the seats, plastic on the steering wheel. Like there was still like the little styrofoam on the outside. Like it was brand, brand like, new. Brand new. Yeah, like there was like just got there, there was zero miles on that car. Yeah. And um, so he's like, yeah, just go take it for a test drive. He's like, come back and like give me like ten minutes, and your car will be ready for you to look at, so you could drive the, the Explorer. Why go away, dude? At the, this thing had like Recaro seats. It made yeah. turbo noises. The exhaust sounded pretty <laughs> oh, yeah. cool. Like it was, it was like a really cool interior, like a flat bottom steering wheel, like a race car. Like an idiot, I bought it. Like, yeah. like stupidy, you know, I bought that car. Well, that was me and that damn slingshot. Same fucking thing. Like, it was just, it was fun. It was a toy. I, I wish I could have got it. to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need it. I, the first year I had it, I drove it a lot. And then the second year, I drove a little bit less. And the third year was like, I was starting this thing just to get the fluids running yeah. and then pulling it back into the garage. Because it became a toy. Yeah. And it I just didn't have the interest for it anymore. It became less and less of something like attractive to to drive every single yep. day. I mean, the, like, think about it, dude. The older we get, we are appreciating, like, luxury. Yeah. I mean, look what we drive now, both yeah, of us. Exactly. Like, they're quite yeah. <laughs> luxurious vehicles. So we're we're very much into, like, the plush seats, the yep. the nice, you know, comfortable ride, the yeah, heated the bells seats. bells and whistles. Hell, yeah. yeah. I don't know what I would do without my heated seats and steering wheel, bro. Yeah. I, honestly, I got, like, I mean, I, I guess they call me bougie, but, like, it's I yeah, thoroughly I'm enjoy that. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to sit on the ground anymore. Yes. Like, I hate, like, I... Yeah. No, like I, I just, I like my dad's Hellcat. Like I get in that thing, and it's like I'll drive it for like twenty minutes. I'm like, all right, done. Yep. Like, I, I've had enough. So another one of those things where it's just like that's just fun, but it's not fun practical for, for it's fun every for like day. a little bit. Yeah, and then eventually you're just like, okay, I've, I've had my fun. Yep. All this thing can do is go fast. That's it. Yeah. And after that, it's just not a very comfortable car. I know I drove that. I drove that Hellcat. Like when he first bought that car. Um, he ordered it. I drove it in 18. I drove it all the way to Iowa. It had like 300 nice. miles on it. Yeah. He was pissed. But I drove it all the way to Iowa. I took it to this track called Cordova. And uh, the car didn't have – I didn't even let it break in. I think – well, no, it was broken in because by the time I got there, it was over 500 miles. And uh, he was pissed because he didn't know I was taking it to like the quarter mile. Yeah. Dude, I was ripping this thing down the quarter mile. I did – I remember on – and now to this day when he when he turns on the car, there's like a little thing on the car that tells you like the top speed that the car hit. Uh-huh. I was ripping down like Route 88. It says so now every time he starts the car, it says 191. Oh, so I no. hit 191 <laughs> miles an hour on fucking Route 88. Dude, he was like, "Why would you ever go that fast?" Yeah, because I could. I said, like, well, it yeah. had more room, and if I had more room, I would have continued to go. I've yeah. always wanted to be part of the 200 Club. Yeah, you know, I've always wanted to go that fast. But as far as like fun cars, like I would have loved to have that little slingshot that you had. It was fun, dude. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I had a lot of fun. And the year that I bought it, I was just taking that thing everywhere. It was a head turner. Every time I went to get gas, everyone was talking to me. Dude, you you don't see something like that on I the know. road. Well, now you see it. Now a lot of people had it, but I had it the the second year that they were. I that still don't out. see them. There's a lot of them here, I guess. Well, mainly because probably yeah, yeah, the weather's, the weather's a lot more. Good, yeah, I don't see them by me like at all. Like I don't even see them in the, like in the loop in this at all in the city. Yeah, at all. there's none of them. I'm sure they're there, but like when the you know, but. They are cool looking. It's they were fun. It's a motorcycle. Right? Yeah, it's a basically. So but you don't need an M class for it. Cor- uh, I think it depends by state, but in this state you do not. In this state, it's just a regular, just regular driver's, driver's license, driver's right? License. Yep. No motorcycle endorsement or anything. And then, uh, but the insurance classifies it as a motorcycle, so that was interesting. A sports bike at that. So the insurance on that was insane, and the plate is also a motorcycle plate. So it's very confusing. Like that little plate? Yes. They put that little ass plate on yes. that thing? It's, it was it was a very confusing thing of like where the lines get drawn 
for who considers it a motorcycle yeah. and who considers it like a just um not like an ATV, but like a, a just like a different. I forget, like sport utility. They called or? it a a motorbike, whatever the fuck that means. Motorbike. Well, well, because in Georgia, the law for a motorcycle was a saddle and handlebars. That that's what qualifies it. Yes, and this had bucket seats and a steering wheel and a seatbelt. Oh, so, that's pretty nice. Did I you mean, have air conditioning? Um, no, there was no AC in there. But there was room in the engine bay to put AC in there. Well, fair enough. You should have done it. I thought about it. You probably would have kept that thing if it had air conditioning. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Because sitting in the Georgia sun, I guess, oh, would, it, would be yeah, hot. It cooks you. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. But yeah, but that thing was a ton of fun. And it was, I mean, it weighs like 1,600 pounds, if that. It is light. It's an inline four. It's a Pontiac Solstice motor. So it's like a GM motor. Yeah. And that thing, I mean, it gets going. They put that. I didn't have a four cylinder turbo on those, didn't they? No, just no. A, just a, just an inline, inline four. Eh, not enough power. But when you only weigh what? How Wait, much? Yeah, I was, but it's so light though. <laughs> yeah, you're doing burnouts like all day long with that I, little thing. You'll do burnouts if you're not even intending to. Oh man, I'd be. That's yeah. the problem. I'd probably go through tires. Pretty I did. Quickly. Yeah, I did it coming out of the dealership. Yeah, because it's been a while since I drove stick. Yeah, and coming from first to second, oh, that thing went sideways. Just what? You just dumped the clutch on oh, second yeah. gear, <laughs> and it was sideways. <laughs> that thing. I mean, I can see the thing probably being pretty easy to control though, because I mean, the the front wheelbase is very wide. Yes. Right. The only problem is that you. It is impossible to avoid potholes. Because yeah. that back wheel is center aligned, so you can't get it. Like, you'd have to go all the way around a pothole. But if you're, like, driving on a road and you see one, you're just going to fucking hit it. So what's that What's that other one, that three-wheeler that looks similar to that? It's a T-Rex. Oh, man. The one that, yeah. uh, uh, what the hell was his name? Who's that skateboarder guy? The Dave, uh, or not Dave. No, it's uh, Rob Deerdeck. Rob Deerdeck. Yeah. He had one, right? Yes. That thing, I would, I would. Still to this day, I those would rock one of those. Very expensive, but they got like a Hayabusa motor in them. Yeah, they're like stupid fast. Yeah, like stupid fast. Yeah, I the, think the slingshot was twenty four. Yeah, very expensive for what you for a little way, thing like way that. Way more than you would think it would cost. Yeah. But those T Rexes are like sixty for that. Yeah, they were. Or they may not be as expensive anymore, but they were very fucking expensive. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Yeah, I won't be buying a toy like that. No. I'd rather have something that's got a roof over my head. <laughs> well, so you can get you can get an attachment for the slingshot to put a roof on it. Yeah, but it's um, two grand for the roof, and then it's like twelve hundred dollars extra to install it. That kind of seems excessive because it doesn't like it's not just a simple bolt on. I guess I don't know. They have to what create like like posts and stuff like that for it to have, sit on. I have no idea. I when when I was told that I was like I, I don't need to know any more information because I don't really care. You lost me at two <laughs> yeah, grand. No, yeah, I'm not paying no. that for a, a roof. But it is cool because you can get ones that look like um, that open like almost like how the Tesla doors open. Mm-hmm. You can get it to open like that, like the wings. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's be, it's, it's super cool. That'd but, be pretty dope. But it's very expensive. It's a very expensive toy. But if you put the right amount of things on it, it could be an everyday driver. I don't know if I would want something that's an in inch off the ground. I mean, it is very low. Now, if we lived in like like Florida, like Miami or something yeah. like that, where the weather was like 90s all the time and you could like go beachfront all the time, yeah. I think something like that would be a lot of fun. But as like a daily driver, I don't know if I can handle that. Not as much a daily driver, but definitely a second car more okay. than a toy. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I get that. Like I... It just seems, I don't know, I just don't want to get down that low anymore. I mean, I'm right there with you, but you'd be surprised how comfortable that thing is, and even getting in and out of it isn't It was as a two-seater, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, they were, I, I've never been in one. 
Oh, well. Never. I've seen them, but I've never, like, I've never been in one. Well, if it didn't take you 14 years to come down here, I just sold it. Was that last year? Fail, I know. Yeah. But listen, (laughs) hear me out. I made it, right? Yeah. So it did take a long time, but I made it. I I don't know. Dude, I just, I don't know what, I busyness and everything else going on. It was just hard to happen. Yeah, it's just hard to make it down, but... I, I I'm at a point in my life now where I, I think I'm I, I want to do a little bit more exploring, get out of the house, get out, yeah. get away from Illinois. So I think I, you know I probably come down not just here but try to get in vacation as much as possible. But I do want to come down here more often. I don't know how people still live in Illinois. It's garbage. To be quite honest, it's fucking <laughs> garbage. I don't understand it at all. I if if I didn't have if I didn't have my businesses there for sure, I would be gone. Yeah, like in a heartbeat because it is absolutely the worst state i've ever lived in or ever been garbage yeah it's dog shit it doesn't offer nothing no like at least they tax you for fucking everything dude so i'm i'm just to fill up my just obviously let's talk about the fuel price right sure and especially with chicago like illinois is they're crooked as hell they want all your money they 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 will tax you to death for everything just like you know everybody else but illinois just seems to be the worst of it um but before i left to fill up my to fill up my Yukon, it yep. cost me one hundred and sixty three dollars to fill up insane. my tank. No, one hundred and sixty three dollars for gas. Yeah. Now part of that is because Illinois, obviously geographically, is not close to the water, so you have to pay a little bit extra. I say a little bit, but it shouldn't be that fucking much. For what though? What am I paying extra for? Transport. How? It comes on rail. It doesn't matter. I mean, it I all guess. comes on yeah. rail. All that fuel, like it, it's it's. It comes on real – majority of the fuel stations that I've seen, like, and I don't know if that's exactly where our fuel comes from, but if you go over to the border of Indiana, they have giant fuel areas. Yeah. Like, there's – like, like there, it fuels everywhere. Yeah. Now, what they use – who they use that fuel for, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's where our fuel comes from. But the fuel – I can't see the price being that crazy for for transporting it from Indiana to us. Like, I just – No, but what I'm saying is it has to get to Indiana first, right? It's all going to come from the ocean. Yeah, it comes from a rail. Right. And yeah. then so it's got to get from the coast to all the way up to Indiana. And then, yeah, it doesn't cost much from Indiana to Illinois, but Indiana's just going to pass off that, that buck. Yeah, but 529. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's still excessive. For premium? Like yeah. 529? And even like regular 87 gas – is still like four sixty, four forty. Like I think, it, which I think, we're up to. It's it's probably it's gone up since you left because when uh when you got here, our gas went up like thirty five cents. I remember getting not. I wasn't gonna get gas one day because I was like it's gonna be the same price. It was still under five dollars. Yeah. So I was gonna go the next day. The very next day it was like five eleven. Yep. Within one day it went up like twenty it, cents. Yeah. And then bam, it went up twenty cents again. Yep. I'm. Who's getting the money? Like, I don't know. The the oil companies. And that's the that's the crazy part about it is that they could afford to keep gas at the price that it was. Yeah, they're greedy fucks. Yeah. They don't they they're like truly just greediest of yeah. the greediest people. They know that there's a demand for it and that so they just capitalize on the fact that there's a bigger demand, so they're just gonna make more money. It's capitalism, I guess, but I, I get that. But yeah. when it comes down to I think it should be a little better regulated. A little better, a lot yeah. better. I mean if if the fuel cost is so high and the way it is, think about like long-term effects, right? So people aren't going to go out as much because yeah. they don't want to spend money on There's gas. There's a lot of residual effects from people paying more at the pumps. Yeah. Like yeah. now their idea is going to be like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll call an Uber or something like that. Well, Uber is going to get more expensive yeah. because he's paying for more gas yep. or she's paying for more gas. So everything is just going to go up. So you're going to have like, nobody's going to go to restaurants eventually. Nobody's going yeah. to go to- It's like, already hard enough going to restaurants. Well, those are because yeah. they don't have the staff, and now it's like people aren't even going to want to do to make that journey. You know what? The restaurant food's not even that good anymore. 
Yeah. I will um, say that. Like, I, I, so we do a lot of, like, I do a lot of Uber Eats back at home when I order stuff like that. And we do, like, HelloFreshes for dinner and stuff. Uh-huh. The HelloFresh is fire. Yeah. But the, um, the dinners that we get um, from, like, if we order, like, Uber Eats, dude, you're spending, like, you're, sp- like, just for me, like, for me and her to eat, like, it's cost me, like, it's like, I don't know, on an average, like, 50, 60 bucks for, like, yeah. a dinner. 50, 60 dollars. So when you get the food, I'm expecting 50 or 60 dollars worth of good food. They half-ass everything now. Oh, I think yeah. like they they buy cheaper meat, they buy cheaper vegetables, they're buying cheaper like pro- products in, in general. So you're paying all this money, the same price that you would pay for like good food plus a what little extra tag, yeah. and it's garbage. Like they just don't care anymore. I like the staff do, doesn't care. I can't do DoorDash or Uber Eats anymore because I see the price and it just deters me from buying it. I'm but, like, I'll just go get it. What price? Like the shipping price, or no, like to get it here? Yeah. So like one, the menu prices are more if you get it delivered. Yes. So you pay more just off the bat on the the items that you're ordering. Yeah, a little bit. On yeah. top of that, they throw in fees that they don't really explain to you. They say taxes and fees, and then on top of that, there's a delivery charge. Sometimes, sometimes they waive it. But then on top of that, you also have to tip your driver. So at the end of all that, you're paying an extra twenty bucks. Rather than if Roughly. you would just go get it yourself. Roughly. But if you sign up, especially for like Uber Eats, they have like a thing. If you sign up, if you like order like often, yeah. you don't have to pay that that fee. So like when I look up, like when I pull up my app and like what, what would cost somebody like two ninety nine to deliver to the house or three ninety nine, I don't have to pay that. I have that for DoorDash because I get it with my credit card. I stopped using DoorDash because yeah. some of the people that pull up to my house in DoorDash, like drop off my food. I'm like, hell no. Like, you are one dirty dude or dirty person. Like, why are you, like, no. Nah. Like, Uber, at least these people, like, you see their picture. You know what they look like. You yeah. know what their car is. Like, you can follow them on, like, a GPS to see where they're coming from and stuff like that. Yeah. And I always try to do, like, priority order because I don't want them, you know, holding on to my food for very long. So I pay the extra dollar twenty nine for that. Yeah. Because I'm like, just get me my food as fast as fucking possible and make sure it's still warm. But, nine, you know, majority of the time, it doesn't. It doesn't come warm. No. It comes cold or it comes, like, lukewarm and, like, it, the food's just not to par anymore. And I yeah. just, I don't know. But I, I, now that it's getting nicer out, though, and stuff like that, I we don't go out. Like I'll yeah. I'll cook everything at home. I would much prefer to cook every single meal, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm just too lazy, and quite honestly, it's just like Michaela always has something, and so we eat out a lot. But yeah, but like for like lunch and stuff, because mm-hmm. I work from home, I'll usually like Uber eat something because I don't want to leave because I'm usually yeah you're busy. busy working yeah. But um, but I'll use DoorDash and like you said, like I get their DoorDash Premium whatever or Dash Pass is what it's called, and I don't have to pay for delivery. Correct. Over twelve dollars, but still, like I know there's a place that I always get like this um, burrito bowl from, and I know if I go there and get it exactly how I want it, it's eleven dollars. To but get it you, delivered is twenty three dollars, and that's without me having it, to pay for delivery. How is there a twelve dollar increase? What are you paying? Because there's if you already pay for the the dash pass. That should cost you nothing. It costs more on the app instead of the burrito bowl being like ten dollars before tax. It's twelve dollars before tax. And then on top of that, I don't think that they calculate taxes the same way. Because getting, then is that Uber? Is there is that DoorDash? DoorDash? Are they getting the extra money then on that? I don't know. And then after after the fees and the difference in prices, and then the tip, it's mm-hmm. like twenty something bucks. I'm just like, I'll just go get it. At that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. And pay. So that's why I'm like, I just don't. I don't. I don't even bother it. Like I usually do it to motivate myself enough to go get it. Yeah, but I mean, why? Would, I mean, if I were you, I'd definitely want to leave the house to go get food because you're here all day. Yeah, I, I mean, I leave get, for. I would have to get out of the house. I leave for. I mean, but sometimes it's like because the company I work for, the time zone is different. Yeah, and they're currently two hours ahead of us. So sometimes I have meetings scheduled from like eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. to like three or four p.m. 
Okay. And I'm like, now so I. So it's can't. hard for you to leave. So Uber, yeah, that's that tends to be like your only way to get food to the house. Yeah, and I don't have time to even like make food. I have to get food delivered and like scarf it down in between meetings or while other people are talking in a meeting. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that nine to five life. I I don't work that nine to five. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a I don't have a schedule, which is nice. Yeah. Like I probably get to work. I probably get to my office maybe between uh, every day between seven and eight. But there, it varies. Like I'll leave sometimes at one. I'll leave sometimes at five. You know, it, it, that's the only thing. I, but I've also been doing this job for twenty two years. Yeah, twenty two years of my life. Yeah, that's insane. That's that's a long time, man. I mean, yeah. But to be fair, you started young because it is a family business. So I had no choice. Yeah, <laughs> I had no choice. My my dad said, "You guys are not going to college. You guys are you guys are pretty much." Not dumbasses, but you're dumb. So yeah. you're not going to college. I'm not, you know. We use had, like, that energy to learn this business. Dude, yeah. I, I remember it like I remember like in the summertime, my dad like when we were like 12 and 13 years old, he used to wake us up in the morning like you're getting on a milk truck. Yeah, like right away. Middle school, like before. Sometimes before we we go we would go to school, we'd be going to work and we'd yep. like be moving stuff around or we'd be doing this, we'd be doing that, and then we go to school, and then we get back from school, we go to work. So like. Yeah, I mean, we I've been in that business my entire life, and I'm thankful for what we have, and I'm very fortunate for being able to have a family business and now yep. eventually, you know, not now take over that family business. Um, but man, did I not want to be a milkman the rest of my day? I know. Life? I will tell you that much <laughs> I know. because I hated like that that whole waking up at like you know three thirty in the morning to go to work and and run on these milk routes and and you know. Thankfully, I have a good team at my work, and these guys are used to these times, and a lot of these guys are, like, veterans. They've been there, you know, some of them 20, 30 years that yeah. they've been working for us. So they know, you know, they they're, they like it. But, like, I just, for me, it's I was never, like, a 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, like, drive a truck all day long. Like, I drive now, like, sometimes if I have to, and I hate getting in a truck, man. Oh, I bet. Like, I hate it. I did a couple routes with you, and I was like, I don't know how you do this every Dude, day. <laughs> it's... But now, like, so th- that was back then in, like, little trucks. Yeah. We're talking, like, little 26-foot trucks. Yeah, because those were just little freezer trucks. Yeah, that was the ice cream trucks. Yeah. That was, those things are 20 feet long, 22 feet long. Now you're talking, like, 53-foot, 70-foot, yeah, you know. I just that. Yeah, and then, like, people are idiots, so you constantly have to deal with, like, traffic and then people that cut you off and everybody wants to get in front of a truck. And I don't know. It's just – it's grunt work, right? So you yeah. have to, like – you have to you have to understand like it's good pay, great pay, yeah. but it's grunt work. Like you're you're working your balls all day long. Like it's it's a lot of work. But I'm I from the work that I have I've had to do my entire life. Like I'm I'm very like thankful for that for that hard work ethic. Yep. Because I don't think if if I if my father wouldn't have forced myself and my brother to to do the career choice that he wanted us to do. Yeah. At a young age. At a young age. Yeah. I think me and my brother wouldn't have been. We would have been in a lot of different position than we are now. And for we would sure. have, We probably would have been off doing stupid things or you know not as uh, uh, comfortable or not as you know financially set as we yeah. are now. So. I, but I, you know, all of that's appreciated, and I don't take none of it for granted. I'm, and I'm very grateful for, for you know, what we have and 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 what we were given throughout throughout our life. But I, the one thing I will say, is that no matter what we have, my dad always he never gave us shit. Oh, I know, I've met your dad. Yeah, he never like <laughs> everybody's like, oh yeah, you guys got all your stuff from your parents and blah blah. Like, uh, no motherfucker. No. Like I, I don't you, care. You don't know Joe. Yeah, no <laughs> hell no. Joe, Joe would hold a thousand dollars over your head, and guess what? Here's a dollar, but you're gonna work for that fucking dollar. Yep. I'm not giving you nothing. Yeah, like you're gonna like he did help with like he helped my brother get his first car. He helped me get his first, of course, our he, first car. He helps, but like at the same time, he wants you to understand and appreciate the value of a dollar. 
Hundred percent. Yeah. Like you are not getting away without making some kind of a work, you know, work to get yep. that money. Like so, that's just what we did. And like I don't know, like that's now that I'm older, I don't want to do that shit no more. Yeah. Like I really like I don't I don't like waking up super early anymore. And like even my even now, like my body still gets up at like four o'clock in the morning for no reason. Yep. Like today, it's I'm I'm in Georgia. Usually at home, I wake up, you know, and I'm and I'm getting up at like four o'clock in the morning during work. And I'm here on vacation. Yeah. I'm still getting up at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I'm laying in that bed like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, why are you waking up early? Like, I just my it's, it's hard to break those habits. I can't. I yeah. can't break those habits. That's the thing. It's just I'm so used to a certain, uh, you know, time scout time schedule and the way I try to do things. It's just yep. I'm not used to it anymore. But that's why I go to bed at like nine thirty at night, yeah, like a fucking eighty year old man. Yeah, I mean, well, last night what what, we, what time did we what time did we get home last we night? We got here at like ten thirty, maybe. I think I was asleep by like eleven fifteen. Yeah, same. I, out, out cold. Out. Out yeah. cold. Like old man. I woke up this <laughs> yeah. morning and I felt like I got beat up, not hung over. Yeah, but just, like my we had body a was long day, man. We did. Was, yeah, we did a lot yesterday. We were gone all day yeah. long. <laughs> I and I felt this morning like we were gone all yeah. day long. Like my body got beat, especially my shoulders from that track. Oh yeah, from that racing. Oh, I'm dude. still sore. It's yeah, dude. It's I told still, you that that steering wheel was tight. Still, still, I could feel it in my chest. Like yeah. I'm like, damn, was it chest day yesterday? Did I work out all day? Like what the hell happened? That was so much fun though. That place is great. God, it was it was a blast. Yeah, that place is great. Have, do you guys go there a lot? No, I mean, so the first time when I went there, we did like a, a we do these family days with um a like a married couple of Nicole's friends. Nah. They're my friends now too. Yep. But um, like usually once a month we'll do something, and like so they have uh, a daughter and two boys, and then mm-hmm. Nicole has a daughter and a son, and then I have my daughter. So it's like all the boys will go do something, all the girls will go do something. Okay. And so the first time that we went to Andretti's. It was me and all the boys, and um, that was January. Okay. That place is brand new, though. That place oh, is it, it looks mean, it looks fairly new. That it's, whole area is like maybe six months old. Oh, it's all getting built up it's, over there. Yeah, it's very new. It was nice. There's a lot of nice. Or maybe it was like late last summer, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it, it's booming out here. Oh yeah, I've definitely noticed that. It's definitely booming. Like every area that we pretty much went to so far is is under construction of some sort. Oh yeah, there's I mean, like even last night at the hockey place, everywhere. like there was apartments going up around the fucking hockey arena. Yep. I'm like, damn, everything is getting blown up here. Yep. Maybe I'll move to Georgia. I'll get the hell out of Illinois. Look, man, that northern Gwinnett area is where everybody wants to be, which is where we've been the whole time you've been here. Yeah, that's probably where I would live. Yeah, yeah, because it's I'm, it's very um, it's very similar to like kind of any other modern suburb. Yeah, where it's like you're, it's like the same distance from the city as like Elgin would be, or uh, more like Carroll Stream would be. South Elgin's not okay. So I'm in South Elgin. Yeah, from my house, from my house to the city, because I'm right on the border of St. Charles and South Elgin. So from my house to the border or to the city, I'm sorry, is like uh, maybe 50 minutes. Okay, so yeah, it's uh, it's about 45 minutes, 40 minutes from Carroll Stream to yeah. But it like I'm right by the highway, like Randall Road's right there. I got I-90, I got I-88, like everything's right yeah. there for me. I yeah. like the area, but I just I, I can never live close to the city. I like being away, and that's what Northern Gwinnett is. So that's like the Buford Twenty area, and you can get to like downtown Atlanta from like Buford, which is where I used to live, mm. like forty five minutes, depending that's on how quick. you drive. I mean, because we made it back I mean, from Atlanta in Georgia, to here quick. Yeah, everything in at least in the Metro Atlanta area from here is just straight down eighty five. Just take like one highway, and, and everything's there. Yeah, and everything's over there. Yep. There has, I mean, every area that we've gone to has been like super nice. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's really, and people are friendly as fuck out here. People are friendly. Like, yeah. a, like really friendly. They have really nice parks too. I see, I see that. Yeah. Everything's maintained. Yep. There's no garbage on the ground. Come to Illinois, there's fucking beer cans and needles and. 
yeah. all that good stuff. Oh, everywhere. that exists here too, just in different areas. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> even in the nicer areas in Illinois, like there's yeah. still garbage everywhere. People are just shitty, trashy people sometimes. It yeah. just, I guess, it doesn't matter like really where where they're at. They're just they could be shitty no matter where you're at. So you'd be surprised. There's a lot of uh, Illinois transplants in Georgia. I don't know why Georgia of all places, but it's well, your weather here is is, is different. Yeah, I mean, up up in Illinois, right? So. Our our winter starts obviously you've been there so our winter starts in like November yeah. so November all the way until generally end of March early April is you're gonna get like cold cold weather yep right so that's like majority of the year that you're cold yeah when you come here it's I mean reverse kind today of. today feels like it's when I was outside it's, it's very it's, windy it's though. windy it's windy as shit yeah <laughs> but it's like it's still fifty degrees. Yep. And your guys average even here in the winter. Sometimes you said you get like ice or sometimes it like tiny snow, but it's gone by the next day. Yep. Dude, it'll snow for like three days straight by us. And I, I just, I hate Illinois for that reason. Like I'm tired of being cold. I'm tired of like just a shitty, like nothing to offer us. Like if, if then, so that's why I see like a lot of people want to move here because there's a lot to offer down here. Like it's beautiful scenery. Yeah. Like your towns are super nice. Everybody's friendly. The, the, the value of your home versus like, it, it's just, Everything's nicer, cheaper, yeah. a little bit cheaper, I should say. It's not quite much cheaper, but it's a little bit cheaper to live here. And the lifestyle is slower. Yes. It's not so fast-paced. Well, that's why a lot of people like the South. But when you think about the South and you're like, well, you know, where in the South could I live? Mm. You go Tennessee, which is kind of South. I don't really consider Tennessee the South, but some people do. But then you're like, okay, Nashville, that's not really for someone coming from Chicago. That's not going to be a good fit. No. And then you're like, but there's All right, a lot well, of Chicagoans in Nashville. Yeah, really? Yeah, a lot. I'd be surprised. A lot there. Yeah. And then you go South Carolina. And like, I don't even think that people know any cities in South Carolina I, who don't live in the Southeast. I know Myrtle Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Besides that, I don't know anything else about then, South Carolina. So then you go Florida, but that's a little too far. I don't really consider that the, the South Florida is kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. And then you go Georgia, Atlanta, that's it. Alabama, nothing. Mississippi, nothing. And then Louisiana, you can go to New Orleans. And that's pretty much the only thing that you have in the South. So that's why I think everybody ends up in Atlanta because at least people know Georgia. I the think culture of Atlanta. A lot of people that I know that have moved South that left Illinois, they either went to Florida, Georgia, or Texas. Yep. Those are the three states that they technically go to. Now, I don't think I'd ever, I would never want to live in Florida because Florida's got Fuck a bunch no. of fucking weirdos. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of Florida. Their weather's beautiful, but their people are are reckless and they're. Just, and it's like all parts of Florida too. It's not even yeah, like yeah, one. No, no. Yeah, it's not just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would think like it's just like okay, we're gonna like, we're gonna keep all the crazies in one area. Yeah, just in Tallahassee. Nah, no, the whole no such fucking luck. state is yeah. f- filled with weirdos. <laughs> just filled with them. But I mean, it is what it is. You go there for the weather, but the, it just I don't know. But Georgia, like I think if I were if I were to move, this would probably be between here and Texas would probably be my two places that yeah. I would live because I just it's. Your guys' weather here is is really the only reason that I would that would get out of Illinois. Yeah, you do get a uh, a decent uh, change in scenery from uh, Illinois as far as weather. Yeah, but it is hot most of the time. I want to move to like like I said, the Pacific Northwest or somewhere where there is like actual seasons. I wouldn't mind having snow during the winter if the winter was a normal winter month. Yeah, but because you've been without snow. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I grew for... up with snow though. Okay, you grew up you you haven't seen like really really snowfall, right? Yeah. So you moved here when you were 20. Yes. Right? Yep. You're 35. I know. That's 15 years of not having like a real winter. I know. But I've gone to Illinois 
almost every year, and I've gone. Gone to. Yeah. And left. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't deal with the shit on a daily basis. Oh, I know. I'm over. Like, I'm tired of the snow. Like, I'm really super tired of, like, waking up freezing my fucking ass off every single day. Where I want to go, honestly, is New Mexico. I heard they get cold there. Yeah, but. Like, cold. Like, New Mexico, it gets. I guess maybe it depends on what part of New Mexico. It's the fucking desert. Yeah. It's all desert. I don't. What does that state have that that they have to offer? I don't even know. I want. I my understanding was New Mexico has like a around the year seasonal like peak of temperature when it's like in the seventies. I think you're thinking more like maybe like Orlando. No, I think Orlando's hot as fuck. New Mexico gets like fairly cold. They get a lot of snow, like yeah. a lot of snow. It's barren land. It's literally all. I mean, think about it. It's it's, it's for a desert at nighttime. Think oh, about I desert. know the desert gets freezing cold. cold. Yeah. During the day, yeah, I'm sure it gets hot in certain areas. But I'd rather live in AZ. I'd rather be in Arizona, like Tempe uh, or something uh, like that. Scottsdale. I've been in Arizona a lot of times. I I like Arizona. I don't know if I could live in Arizona. It gets too fucking hot. If you move there, it's all Illinois people. I know. Well, I told you the Cubs have their training facility there, and I feel like that's why a lot of people migrate there. Chicago Chicagoans move to Arizona like you wouldn't believe, like crazy. They have a lot of Chicago food and a lot of Chicago culture in yeah. Arizona. But they also, same thing with like uh, with, with Californians. They leave California, and they go from California to Arizona. Yeah. But then they bring their bullshit with them from California yeah, to Arizona. Yeah, that's I don't want to be. Same thing they did with, when they went to Texas. Yeah. Brought all their bullshit. Yeah, they just, and I'm not going to get into politics, but yeah, I'm but just saying. Yeah, but they made parts of Texas just extensions of California. Literally. No literally yeah. like and that's another issue like you go into these, some of these states now and you look at like like especially california and i've been to california a few times i've been to, to pacific northwest portland yep. and all that the homeless populations out there are just it's bad and like the way they treat people and the way they allow like the the drugs and everything else like that oh, to yeah. be out in the open like if i like when we when i went to san francisco like you got you got families with kids walking around right there's everywhere people use san francisco as like a place to go like yeah from all over the place and it's 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 nice. It, San Francisco is very beautiful. Like it's it, it is. It's a nice it's a nice like part of the, part of California. But when you're walking down the street and you're walking like I remember we were we were walking from a Walgreens to like I think they call it the um, something Dwarf the Fisherman's Dwarf. I think sure. that's, I think that's what it's called the Fisherman's yeah. Dwarf. And that's where they have like seafood restaurants and stuff like that. But literally, I remember. Um, Walking past some guy just like randomly on the corner, sitting like when kids are walking by and he's got a fucking needle on his arm. Yeah. Just standing there yeah. with a needle hanging out of his arm. And then, but then you look everywhere and there's like needles everywhere and there's like shit everywhere. And I'm just like, man, like, well, why would they have that needle exchange program? That was their fix for that. Look at Seattle. I know. <laughs> Seattle is like, we're going to build you guys an apartment. And yeah, you can come and here all and do your drugs. all the drugs that you want to yeah. do, but you're going to do them here. Like, dude, that's why, why like enable them? Because the, I'm not, we're not going to get deep into politics, but I believe the idea is they're going to do it anyway, and we cannot stop them from doing it. The most we can do is try to make sure that they do it safely or safer. You could give them help. Why don't you take, instead of taking them and turning these apartments into places for them to come do their drugs, you turn it into a place where they come get help. Oh, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's unfortunately not how addiction works, right? You have to want the help. I get that. I get that. But you can force the help on them. Like, hey, this is your option. You want to live here? You want a place over a roof over your head? You got to get clean. If you don't, you're going to sit outside and you're going to live your life until you die outside in the streets. That's what, but that's what they're doing now, though, right? So they're already living on the streets and they're choosing drugs over everything. Because they get paid for it. Well, even before that, though, <laughs> they get money. They get money to to live out there a lot. Like if I mean, if I was going to be homeless, I understand. I'm moving to California. I mean, when it's it's beautiful, yeah. you can lay on the beach, you ain't got to worry about nobody. Sure. Like the hippie lifestyle. Like <laughs> I get that, but I just I couldn't see myself wanting to live like like that, like around 
constant drug use or like grimy areas. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. Like, and especially in like in Portland, like when you go to Portland, like when they say Portland, keep Portland weird. Very fucking weird. It is fucking weird. Like the yeah. people there are very like, it's very, very odd. out there. Very out there. But again, another beautiful place to live. You know, it's just, yeah. that's the I mean, way it is. I told you when I moved my sister up there, it was, I was like, this is beautiful, but these people are weird. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as you, like, as soon as you go like from like, if you go, if you leave like the Portland area, right. And you go towards like the, like the ocean side, mm-hmm. man, it is, it is like, you remember the Goonies? There was yeah. The, so the Goonies was, Goonies was filmed there. So you have like the, that big rock where they were, you know, or I think, what is it? Like right out in the middle of nowhere, there's like a. It's like, like a cave area and stuff oh, like that. It was part of the Goonies. About, yeah. They have that there. Like you can't get to it because it's like in the middle of the water. But yeah. they have all that there. Like the, the ocean front looks nice. The rocks looks nice. It's just I a mean, very pretty place to be. I mean, the scenery in the Pacific Northwest 100%. looks like something out of a painting. Like it doesn't even 100%. look real. No, it doesn't. Like you could be standing there like this just doesn't look real. Dude, the views that we were looking at when we were up there, like from like – like uh they had like viewing areas and stuff like that. You like look for miles and miles. Yeah. And it, it is, it is some of the most beautiful scenery you'll yeah. ever see. The in your drive up life. there, I was like, I don't even feel like I'm in the United States anymore. Like this feels like another country. It does. It does. Cause I didn't know these parts existed in this country. It's, it's, I wouldn't move there though. No. Either way. It's beautiful to they, go and visit yeah, and see, but I could not live there day to day. California either. I wouldn't no. live there either. I just no. don't like the way they do things. I just, yeah. And not because, like I said, my my I would love to move to Montana, but a lot of a lot of what's happening in Montana is people are moving from California to Montana and then trying to make Montana California. They're doing that all over the place yeah. though. They're trying to bring their bullshit I know. everywhere. And they're trying to like pretty much it's like it's like what other states are you guys gonna move to to kind of bring your bullshit the, with? And they're bringing their stupid property values to Montana too, because it used to be like a pretty moderate market now it's like four hundred thousand dollars for a 1200 square foot house utah yeah to utah yeah. you want you want amazing views i mean but you have to enjoy winter but you want amazing views go to utah yeah utah is so pretty man it's never been to utah it's it's super pretty it is i like i've never been to colorado i've been to, I've, I've been to utah i've been to montana i've seen both of those states and they're scenic wise probably yeah. the best that i've ever seen yeah, I want to be somewhere where you can just drive around and see mountains, no matter where you are. Literally, yeah. If I could wake up every day, that's why I like I like ten, the idea of Tennessee, because you're in the Smoky Mountains, yep. and I would love to live and wake up every single day and just see that view. That's how you that well when uh, Nicole and I went uh, last year, year before last, on the way back we saw just like so many elk. In where? In Tennessee. Really? Oh my god! I've never seen an elk in my life. <laughs> There was, I Only mean, pictures. <laughs> there was like, like no joke, like 30 of them. They're huge. They were massive. And the people are getting out of their car trying to go towards them. I'm like, Hell those no. are wild animals, yeah, you no. idiot. They got like, points. They, like, they, they got horns kill and shit. You. Like, yeah. nah. When we went to Canada, I remember in Canada seeing like moose, like seeing a moose. Like when you see a picture of a moose, right? And the same thing with Oh, you don't realize that they're 14 feet Dude. tall. Never in my yeah. life have I seen like this thing was like we it's were like so we're fishing. Dinosaur. Yeah, we're fishing and we're like that's all we would go out there for, right? We just we just go fishing yeah. to these guiding places and stuff like that. So we're out there fishing and I remember like you hear like all the cracking coming from like the woods area and uh-huh. stuff like that. And here comes this fucking moose just walks yeah, huge. out. Huge. Dude, his antlers were like ten feet wide. Like I mean they're not ten feet wide, but it they felt like it. Dude, yeah. I've never seen an animal that size, yeah, like of huge. that nature. And I'm just like, that is the biggest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Those things are fucking huge. Especially when they're right out right out in the wild like that. Definitely cool. Well well, I think we can wrap this thing up. I don't know what we're gonna do today. We don't have really any plans until 
later this evening. So we well, just hang out in the basement, maybe. You can get some lunch, though. I am hungry. Yeah. I am hungry. I'm down for that. So, we'll, yeah. Oh, we'll go to the barbecue place that's in Flowery Branch. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm down for that. We'll do that. I'm down for that. This was fun. Yeah, man. This definitely was fun. Glad you got to do it. Me too. All right. Uh, that concludes another episode of the Trauma Bomb Podcast, where uh, your trauma is our collective journey in unhealthy coping. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy. The Trauma Bond Podcast with Chaz and Nicole.